Welcome to the Horror Babble Originals podcast. The Reformation Cabinet by M. D. Vickers. My next door neighbour was certainly an oddity. I'd gathered this a while ago now. To an extent, he fitted the criteria of your classic recluse. Early venturing out, front gardener shambles, hoarding stuff, etc. I'd been round only once, to see him after his wife died. Evelyn had been a nice lady, certainly more outgoing than Nigel, sadly struck down by cancer at fifty-nine. Nigel had been sat at his table, messing around with an array of wood and metal parts, and occasionally just staring into space. Lord only knew what he was doing. I did know he had an incredibly inventive mind, had once been a structural engineer. Retired early due to his mental health, was the rumour going about. He hadn't said much, but I was there for him if he needed to vent. That had been getting on for a year ago now. I hadn't seen him since, though I'd certainly heard him. A lot of drilling and banging going on. Over the last week or so, I'd been getting another urge to pop round and see him again. Almost an obsession. I suppose I was a little intrigued as to what he was getting up to. I decided I'd go round at the weekend, on the pretext that I was just wondering how much longer the banging would be going on for. In truth, it didn't really bother me. I was out most of the day with my job and... By the time I came home, he usually wound it up after about an hour or so. The following Saturday, I finished my last postal delivery, went home, had a shower, then knocked on his sorry-looking front door. I hadn't heard any noise from him whatsoever for the last three days. I knocked hard to make sure I was heard, a thump with the side of my fist that rattled the glass. At length, a cautious, gravelly voice floated through the letterbox. "'Who's there?' Grinning slightly to myself, I answered, "'It's Alan from next door. Am I okay to come in a minute?' The door began to slowly open, after some hesitation. I had my shock at his appearance pretty well, oh, so I hoped. The emaciated entity before me hardly bore a resemblance to the one I'd seen nearly a year ago. Wild, grey, frizzy hair pointed in every direction, and an unkempt beard almost down to his navel shabby garmentry from which wafted an exceedingly unpleasant odour. "'What do you want?' "'Come on, Nige, at least let me in for a minute. It's been a while.' Reluctantly, or so it seemed to me, he drew back and I stepped into the miserable hallway. "'Thank you. Any chance of a brew?' There was no response as I followed him into his living room. Everything was chaotic as usual. Amidst the chaos, rising almost grandly above it all, was what looked like a wardrobe. That was my first impression, at least. Upon further inspection, it, it was quite deep, going back about ten feet. Apart from that, though, the height and width were about the same as a normal wardrobe. The table had been shoved against the wall. He didn't have a television. So, this is what you've been working on? That's a huge wardrobe, night. He sat down in his chair and favoured me with a look of disdain. What would I need a wardrobe for? These are only clothes I've got. He indicated his shabby apparel with a trembling, bony hand. So what is it then? Bit big for a coffin, too. He shot me another glance with his yellow eyes. 
He coughed and hawked up a wad of phlegm which he managed to gather up with a rather fetid handkerchief. I'm calling it me reformation cabinet. I waited for him to continue, but he didn't. I walked around it. There were two double doors at the back as well as at the front. Reformation cabinet? I queried. Sounds intriguing. Care to elaborate? The smell was getting to me a little. I consciously started breathing through my mouth. It was as if he'd read my mind, as he said. You've probably realised my personal hygiene isn't up to much these days. Uh, this damn depression is a bit of a shitter. I'm hoping this'll sort me out. Why? What will it do? I was baffled, I had to admit. He began to roll a cigarette and said nothing the old time he was doing it. I waited patiently. A fug of smoke then rolled my way, after which he finally spoke. Basically, I step in through one end and it, well, it transforms me. There's a series of brushes in there, a bit like a car wash. <laughs> he chuckled a bit at this before resuming. I'll hopefully come out a different person. <laughs> There's a conveyor belt in there that moves me along. I thought he was joking. I opened a door and looked in. It was gloomy in there, so I couldn't see much. I assumed there'd be a light somewhere when and if it was used. This is a wonderfully bizarre idea. Have you tested it yet? No, but I'm about to. And you can witness it. More smoke rolled my way. That backy was lousy stuff, whatever it was. Still, at least it was masking his body odour. You lazy old bugger, I joked. How long will the entire process take? From stepping in one end and coming out the other, probably about a quarter of an hour. That's all it'll need. Don't let the wood fool you. It's, it's all waterproofed inside, obviously. The wood just gives it privacy. I realised then that he'd probably gone a little insane. It was the clever ones that usually did. You need to turn away while I strip off. Of course, Nige. Not a problem. The last thing I wanted to see was his ball bag swinging between his ankles. I turned around and looked out of the window, pretty sure he was just messing about. However, I heard him stand up and begin tugging at his claws. It was really happening. Jesus Christ, it was like some bizarre dream. The ones you get when you're running a temperature with man flu. You know, you could have just stood behind the thing itself, Nige, and took your clothes off, right? He was panting, and I had the awful thought that he was masturbating. You okay, Nige? Yes, just a stubborn sock. Eventually I was informed I could turn around. His clothes were in an untidy jumble on the armchair. I assumed he had now gone behind his cabinet. I was witnessing someone in the midst of a breakdown. I became convinced of it. I suddenly felt like I needed to get out. I wasn't feeling too great myself all of a sudden. You there, Nigel? I heard a door open. Yes, yes, I'm fine. Just getting into the cabinet. The moment... The, the moment of truth. Hopefully out will come the new me. <laughs> he emitted a chuckle. I heard the door close. The sound of a switch or the light being depressed. 
I stood there feeling a strange mixture of amusement, sorrow, and mild terror. Then, absurd relief as I heard the sound of what I assume was water showering down. Nothing from Nigel, probably just too engrossed in seeing whether his invention would work or not. The water was coming down in a steady fall, as if Nigel was just standing completely still under it. It went on for about five minutes, then stopped. There was the sudden sound of mechanisation, maybe the conveyor belt he had mentioned, and then a thunderous sound that scared the life out of me, akin to something being sandpapered, magnified a thousand times. My hands automatically flew to my ears, yet it hardly made a difference. The awful noise went on and on. What on earth was going on in there? My stomach felt full of ice. I reached for the doors facing me, yet held back. Maybe interrupting the process was a bad idea, but what was happening to my neighbour in there? The hideous scraping noise went on and on. It was as I was reaching for the doors a second time that the tremendous noise abruptly ceased. In a way, the sudden silence was almost as shocking. I stood there, my heart trip-hammering away in my throat. There was a click. The suspense was unbearable. The doors at my end suddenly began to slowly open. I'd stopped breathing. I consciously started again with an effort. My breath stopped again instantly as I bore witness to the gleaming white skeleton that finally exited the cabinet with a crumpling clatter. <laughs>